I'm Kate Northrup. And I'm Mike Watts. And we're partners in life, love, and business. Welcome to the Kate and Mike Show, where we share insights and interviews on entrepreneurship, relationships, parenting, self-actualization, and making a life, not just a living. Hello. Welcome to the Kate and Mike Show. I'm Kate. No, you're not. I know, but you didn't say your name, so I wanted to Oh, I'm Mike. And I'm Why Kate. Why do I get all like high-pitched about you do that too in the intro you're just like hi i'm I'm so we're back with our first solo episode in a while we've been doing a lot of interviews which have been incredible go back and listen if you have not heard leon jacobs rebecca baruki and amanda Amanda steinberg Steinberg. they're all incredible women that you definitely need to get to know more about moby was in there moby was in there so we've had some great interviews lately and we thought it was time to have a heart to heart with one another. And yes. so we're here with this episode and we are talking about launching. And in the internet world and in I'm sure the physical goods brick and mortar wait, oh, you wanna you don't wanna go there yet? No. Like I think this episode's more about us taking ourselves seriously and how the listeners can as well. But okay. we're framing it in the form of a product, like a prom- Listen, promotion. Just like it's never about the money. It's never right. about the launch. It's never about... Mike and I learned this from our couples counselor. It couples is never counselor? about... The David! Con- <laughs> Shout out to David. It is never about the content. It's always about something deeper. Context, and that right? No, the no. content. No, he said it's, it's about the context, not about the content. No, it's just not about the content. It's about always something deeper. And that something deeper, nine times out of 10, is a issue that developed in childhood. So we are going to go there today and we're going to talk about our own stuff because, you know, it was interesting. One of our B-schoolers today asked a question, should I heal my money stuff before starting my business? Should I focus on healing my money stuff before starting my business? And I was like, you know... That's such an interesting question. And to me, business is one of the most healing journeys you can possibly go on. Like to me, business is one of the greatest ways to grow personally, to up-level, to evolve. I mean, you can certainly take that opportunity and some people choose not to take that opportunity. But if you step up to the plate and decide that your business will become healing ground, then of course you've invited it in and the opportunities arise to heal. And so Mike and I are going to share a story today of a big healing that happened with us through a launch in our company. It's true. Do you have any just like quick updates, life happenings, anything exciting? I mean, a lot exciting is happening. I'm not quite ready to talk about it yet because it's coming, but it's not coming until May. So just know that you'll, you know, for listeners, you'll get the inside scoop because you're a Kate and Mike show listener. Oh, I wanted to give a shout out to Laura Belgray. I heard that she's a huge fan. From TalkingShrimp.com. Laura, we'd love to have you on at some point and talk copy and talk being hilarious because you are. So I'm officially inviting you to be on the podcast <laughs> via the podcast, but I'll actually email you separately. So shout out to Laura Belgray. And is there anything else other than no Penelope oh, slept through we'll the night the past out. two nights, yeah, which Penelope was pretty exciting. Kate Lindsay. Oh, um, Kate Lindsay won the giveaway for, for Amanda Steinberg's book. Yeah. Worth and then it. another woman won as well. And her name is like something, something mompreneur. It's on Instagram. We'll give you a shout out in a future episode because I don't have your info on hand. Yeah. I just saw Kate Lindsay sitting here. <laughs> something, something. Uh, okay. So the... That was pathetic. 
That was good, Kate. That was good. I bet you I can find her okay, if you, you just keep it. talking. I'll keep talking. I'll tell you about what's exciting in my life. <laughs> right? That's what. Amazing. That's what. Just some new happenings. We are... Well, I just launched my own podcast, which I'm pretty excited about. Been a, a desire I've had for a long time. Project Life with Mike Watts went live as of yesterday. Woohoo! It was actually live last week, but I only had an intro episode. It was but the, a super secret launch. No, it wasn't super secret. I just... I, you know, here's the thing. Like, the way I'm looking at this... Do you have the name now? I do. It's okay. Katie Louise Oster is the other winner of our Worth It Instagram giveaway. So, apparently, nice. you need to you, be named Kate or Katie in right. order to win. I'm clearly partial. And no, I'm not. These were chosen at random. So, Kate Lindsay and Katie Oster, congratulations. The Amanda Steinberg's Worth It book is on its way to you in the mail. Yes. Well, not yet, because I haven't Well, probably by the time this episode yeah. goes out, they have Most it. likely, yeah. Oh, yeah, they probably... Yep. Mm-hmm. They're both Canadians. Oh, really? Yep. There's a lot of Canadian activity in our life right now. We love Canadians. Yeah, maybe it's because we live close to Maine. We live in Maine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we live close to Canada being in Maine. I don't know. It's just... I actually ran... I think we have more folks, or it's about even now, working with us from Canada as we do half and the United half. States. Half I think and it's half 50, Americans. 50. Well... United yeah, States of United Americans. States. Okay, so honey, tell me about your new podcast. It's so exciting. Yeah. So this kind of goes into even dives deeper into more of what we want to talk about with this episode as well. But yeah, I just have decided for a long time I wanted to have my own voice thing going on, you know, besides like working the back end of everything we've done with Kate, et cetera, or that we've done together. We've done with Kate, like the audience has been working with you as well. I guess they kind of have in many formats if yeah. they've taken courses, etc. Well, Laura Belgray has in the past. Yeah. And then, or just your, you know, your best friend ever, Ellen Folan, who... Ellen Folan. We talked She's about... She's been working with me since I was 16. We talked about the Diet is Right book, and it happens to be produced by the company she works for. So right. she's like, I'll send you a copy. I was oh, like, so fantastic. Sweet. Thank you, Ellen Folan. So yeah, Project Life with Mike Watts. I was driving down the street one day and I just started recording these little episodes into my phone, like audio recordings just into my phone about things that were on my mind at that moment in time. And this was back starting in December. And I just was like, this is going to, I'm going to start a podcast. And I tried to come up with a name and I spent, I was like, what am I going to call this thing? And I just said, let's call it Project Life because that's really the way I'm operating. So what I'm doing with it And my idea behind it is I'm going to drop new episodes daily. Right now, when it launched yesterday, six went out, and then I took two days off, and then I'm going to drop one daily starting tomorrow, I believe. And now they'll be going daily at the launch of this recording. And it's going to be talking about being a dad, being a husband, being a guy in this day and age with like the political world, society. I have no problem talking about politics, and I can go on this for hours. Watch Um, out, guys. Yeah, I have no problem. Like, I am learning a lot about it, not from my Facebook feed, but from people that don't know what they're talking about. I'm actually listening to experts around the political world, which I think is super valuable. Like, The Weeds is a great one. Uh, They're definitely liberal, but I like they talk about both sides, which I'm a big fan of. So, finding somebody to hear, understand both sides that understand the political world. So, you know, just like being a man in this day and age with hurt men like from a masculine perspective and feminine energy perspective running office and you can see that like attacking people and trying to make themselves better using power to be able to do that so how do we survive as men in this world also with women kind of really coming their own because that we grew up like the dna inside of my system has been a century of men going to work and being the so-called breadwinners 
And then we come home and, you know, the women are in the kitchen making food, taking care of the kids, etc. Where I'm also taking care of Penelope a lot of times. Kate goes out and does her thing. And Penelope and I went to dinner last night. Kate so goes, cute. what do you do when you go to dinner with Penelope? I was like, you literally just sit there. No, you know? I've like, never gone out to eat just myself with Penelope. I yeah. was like, did you talk about anything great? And Mike was like, we didn't talk much. I was like, because she only says suck. She, like, <laughs> she likes to look at everyone else that's going on. Like, you give her food, you give her drink, you just sit there and you just eat. Like, right? So it also gives me some time to like, because people were big at business stuff going on. So I was like texting with some of our folks and like taking care of business as well. Cause Penelope's like engaged in all the people around her. So she's like looking around and smiling and they're all playing and I was just doing work. And then I stopped and I was like, yeah, let's just, I mean, and I fed Penelope food anyway, but basically that's what this is about. Project life with Mike Watts. And so it's snippets and this is taught. We're talking like five minutes to 10 minutes. Short episodes. Yeah. And my idea is like the theory around everything. So let's talk about, the main topic, three summary points I've learned from that topic or things I'm trying to improve on, and then the summary of the whole thing, and then kind of actually like a call to action or things that I'm going to do differently, et cetera. So it's just, it's the journey. It's like documenting the journey of being a business owner plus all the other stuff that's going on. So it's some days I'll talk about business and I'll make sure that each week, and I noticed in my first couple episodes that I recorded was about like challenges and struggles we were having in business. And then I wanted to sum it up with, I want to make sure it's a balance of not, here's all the issues going on, but here's also success stories that are happening as well. And real life, like very raw, just recorded in real time, which is pretty rare. I'm recording it with my phone. I bought this nice microphone that plugs into the bottom of the iPhone. I just using that and I'm literally sending it to the, my assistant and she's uploading them. You know, there's no editing. We're trying to get it. So there's no editing right now. We had to do some stuff. The first like 12 episodes were with an iPhone headset. So it's, you hear background noise, stuff like that. So we try to remove some of the car noise, et cetera. But yeah, in the future, it'll be pretty streamlined. So I'm looking forward to that. So yeah, that's uh, Project Life with Mike Watts. Amazing. I will be a listener. I've already listened to the first episode. It was great. What'd you think? I thought it was great. I, oh. It's actually really fun for me to just like, you know, wouldn't everybody love to know what's going on in their spouse's mind and like their thoughts when they're sort of like an unedited version. So it's really great. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, cool. ex- I'm excited to listen just to get an insider scoop on my husband. Okay. So let's. Well, thank you. I have one raving fan. Yeah. Yes. Well, you know, I'm going to be your number I, one fan. I know. Honey. Okay. Because we're married. Um, <laughs> Just because we're married? That's no, it? because I'm actually your number one, you know, because I married you on purpose. Got it. I'll get you a shirt that says Mike's number one fan. Great. Great. So let's talk about launching. Let's yeah. talk about the personal growth that's happened recently. Let's kind of dive in. So about a year ago, Mike and I were doing the B-School launch. And this has been historically a big part of our business for the last eight years. Honestly, we've been partners with Marie launching B-School since 2009, since the first time she ever launched it. She told me about the idea one day when we were on our way to the beach. And I was like, I love it. And I became an affiliate right away. I went through the first ever B-School. It was really great. And We love the program. We love Marie. We've seen it help tons and tons and tons of our friends, our family, and our customers. And so what we realized last year during the launch is, first of all, Penelope was about six months old, five, six months old. Her skin, that's when the eczema was the worst. Like, it was so bad. When I look at pictures of that time, I honestly can't even believe that 
I would even send those pictures to anybody because it was so bad. Like her skin was torn up. She was waking up bloody every morning because she was scratching herself so much at night. You know, it was really like, it was just really bad. And she was super unhappy. And at that time, I was really obsessed with sticking to our sleep plan that we had learned from this sleep consultant and like really, really super down the rabbit hole of like, if I just follow the rules exactly right that this woman gave me, then I can somehow fix my child's sleep. It was bad. Like I would say I was in a dark time compared to now. And so that was kind of like the background of what was going on during the B-School launch. We also only had 10 hours a week of childcare at that time. And it was with a nanny who was at our house. And that was also incredibly distracting. So there was just like, it was not a calm, easy, relaxing time a year ago, right? No, yeah, it was was not. It was one of the hardest times of my life. I'm going to It was not calm at all. And so what ended up happening is in the middle of the launch, We got a download. I don't remember if it was you or me, but I don't think it matters. That part of the reason that the launch was feeling stressful was, you know, our daughter wasn't sleeping, the scratching, the skin, not enough childcare. Like there were the logistical things, but the energetic thing that was going on is that we were putting ourselves one down from Marie and we were, had put her on a pedestal. And so it was very much our energy around the launch, at least the first half of the launch, was very much like, you know, we're so honored that she's coming on a Q&A call with us, you know, and it was very much like she's the credible expert and we're like the lowly, you know, students. Would you say that's accurate? Yeah, I want to back up a okay, second. Great. Okay, so let's pause right there. So we are the lonely kind of students. We're going to so, come back to that. Yeah, I don't know. Lowly? Is that what you Lowly, said? not Low- lonely. lonely. I, I wasn't... That loneliness was not a problem okay. we were having. <laughs> <laughs> no. So I want to just back up a second and be like, I want to define a couple things that you mentioned. Okay. Some of you might not be in like the internet world. Oh, true. Like launching. What does that even mean? So right. it's promotion, right? So we are promoting what B-School is. B-School is a business school online business program that's put out by Marie Forther that Kate just mentioned that teaches people how to run a business. And she does this through... How to run a business online. How to run a business online. But you can apply it to physical location business as well. Just business in general. It's business advice. So it's like taking a marketing program is what we end up doing. So we're affiliates is what we're technically called. We receive a commission based off promotion that we do and someone joins through our link. Right. This is how many websites work. Amazon works this way. If you see people promoting products, they might get a commission for that. So it's kind of like being a wholesaler as a retail environment, like as a retail, like Whole Foods is kind of an affiliate for all of the brands that are in there. They get for Simple Mills, which is our my brand new favorite cracker, which is seed based. So it's how business works and structured. And there's, it's now it's like affiliate marketing has become this all new online marketing platform. That's what it is for those of you who are like, what the heck is B school? So when we talk about launching, you hear this a lot. Like Apple's in the middle of it right now. Apple does this every single year. Like if you watch and right now, iPhone 8 leaks and rumors and things are just dropping everywhere. All the news outlets are picking them up. Like Apple's in the middle of launching their next iPhone, right? That's what's happening. So it's an, it's a process of creating a buzz. So yes. it's putting out free content. Right. It is drawing attention to a problem or an issue 
that then your product solves, right. basically. And so it could be through videos. It could be through free content of some other kind. And usually there's a timeline. On yes. It. Usually there's, with Apple, there's a magically found phone in a bar. Like, I love that. That's my favorite one. So it's like, oh, we magically found this iPhone in the bar and there's pictures posted online. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah, sure. It was magically found. So anyway, so then what in the past, last year with the B-School launch, it usually, there's a three video series that drop over the period of two weeks, and then the cart is open for a period of two and a half weeks, right? So it's about a month. Actually, this year, the cart was only no, open for No, last year, oh, last year. I'm going to talk last year. Me. Yeah, so last year, I think it's about a month of when, during promotion, and then you can actually purchase the product. So that was like our February, and that's what it's been the past couple of years that Kate and I have been working together. Like, that's really what the focus has been for February. Because it's been valuable. And it ends up being a lot of the focus of January too. Yeah, January for build up. And then going into last year, I felt, and this was for 2016, we're talking about for the promotion. I believe we had the best plan in place that we've ever had last year. Yes, I believe our marketing was really well. Our graphics were prepared. We were more prepared ahead of time. We're always improving as we've gone down this. It was path. actually really great. Our graphic designer. Natasha yesterday was like, you and Mike are just, you guys really think ahead. You're super prepared. You're really organized. And I was like, <laughs> it's so crazy. Really? Like the I feel perception. Like we're of always just like rushing. And it was so great to have that reflected back because, you know, Natasha is working with some really high level people out there. So it made me realize we actually have come further mm -hmm. than I thought. Yeah, because it's the perception <laughs> of other folks. But then you, when you're in your head all the time, like you're in your own land all the time, you kind of feel like it's chaotic a lot. But yeah, it was nice. Yeah, to have so it's that. cool. Yeah. It's cool to hear that. Thank you for sharing. But yeah, so last year we felt like I felt we were much more organized and our plan was really dialed in. We yes. ended up making some changes at last minute and during the launch. And we did an experiment that was, we did this thing where we were giving away B-School. So it was a $2,000 price tag. We were going to give a scholarship away. So we decided to kind of add that in last year. That was a big learning experience not to do again. It ended up, the amount of time we had to spend on that was not good on our end. It just wasn't a value deliver for us. And hopefully the woman that received it went through it. I Hopefully. So that was going into B-School. And I just think overall, we were much better prepared than we have been in the past. Yes. Yeah. So. So at, in the middle of it. We, knowing to catch that, us up. we yep. had a lot of things going on logistically in our life that were challenging. And then also we had this thing like it, I can only describe it for myself as a mentality that somehow like. It was just like a one up, one down thing. That's all I can say with Marie. Yeah, I agree with you on that as well. I will second that because sometimes. You look at this, I'll just speak in general of like the celebrity mentality, right? Yes. It's where you feel, I heard Kevin Rose and Tim Ferriss on their random show episode that they just launched like two weeks ago or something I was listening to today. And they talked about this actually, where people that have quote unquote success or whatever you determine is successful, you look at them and you think, and Kevin was like, you think you have it all together. And he asked Tim, he said, what don't you have together? And Tim just started laughing. He's like, I think it would be better if you asked me what I have together, because that <laughs> list is far shorter than That's what right. I don't have together. So, you know, it's when we look at the way we took it into, I would say the B school, I mean, for us as, as saying Marie's the expert and we're, as Kate said, I'm privileged to have Marie here, but it, it was which in a, we, which we which are, are, by the way. And I will just say this, like Marie is one of the smartest business women I know. Yeah. I think she's a genius when it comes to business. And I will always be so grateful 
for what she's brought to my life in terms of business wisdom and insight and support. This has nothing to do with the fact that Marie didn't deserve that level of respect. It had to do with With the fact that we were not giving ourselves the same respect and we were not valuing ourselves. And so what was so cool is in the middle of the launch, we got clear on this and we realized, you know what? We need to approach this launch standing shoulder to shoulder with Marie as peers and just life in general. And this has nothing to do with Marie, but just like in general, it will be so much more powerful if we perceive ourselves as standing shoulder to shoulder with the experts out there, with the high performers, as opposed to standing one level down. And as somebody who people sometimes look up to from a business or life perspective, I can tell you, I much prefer it when somebody perceives themselves as standing shoulder to shoulder to me than when somebody perceives themselves as one down and puts me on a pedestal. When I am interacting with somebody and I can tell they've put me on a pedestal, it makes me extremely uncomfortable Mm -hmm. because I feel a tremendous amount of pressure to have it more together than I do. And I just feel like it's not possible for them to actually know the truth of who I am because the truth of who I am is I'm a human being. And just like Tim Ferriss said, you know, it would be easier to ask me what are the sections of my life that I have together as opposed to what are the sections of my life that I don't have together. I mean, granted, like I'm super proud of our life and whatever. I don't feel like I'm a mess, but sometimes I do. And I realized like we were putting Marie in that, you know, energy and it didn't feel good to us. I don't think she noticed. I don't think she cared. No, it's not. (laughs) Yeah, this is a big like we're talking about Marie and B school here, but there's not we have nothing. We just had Marie on the podcast. Like there's nothing with it's not about. Oh, yeah. She was one of the other interviews that came. out. It's not about Marie in this situation. This is really about about anybody. And that's why I started this thing off about like this isn't going to be about launching. This is about what we realized about ourselves. It's a really good point. Right? So take Marie out of it, put Seth Godin, put Kate Northrup, put, you know, anybody. Tim Ferriss. Puts Mike Watts on a pedestal put, beside, you know, it's like I'm Penelope. sure people do. Like, it's amazing, right? I'm totally kidding. But like, put Tim Ferriss, put Chris o- Carr, put... Oprah. Oprah. Danielle Laporte. Danielle Laporte. My mother. Donald Trump, you know, like Obama. I'm just totally kidding about Donald Trump. But like, <laughs> Obama, you know, like, so it's just like any, yeah, it's anyone that maybe, and I know I still do it today because not in a Gary V Gary V yeah right but it's Casey Neistat yeah yeah but like I don't look at them as you know what's interesting is you say that now and like they don't come to mind as and I would say with this with anybody right now like anybody we just mentioned like whether I know them or not it's because I've built a business I know how hard it is to do that and I know what they've been able to do and to realize like they're putting out great value and getting a massive gratitude back. Like totally. folks that are following them, et cetera, like myself with Gary Vee or Casey Neistat, like the work and the art they put out there is amazing. And I know what that takes to do. Yeah. And it's phenomenal, you know, not to do their exact right. thing. So you respect but the dedication, them. but it's a respect instead of an envy, right? So yes. it's a much, I'm giving mutual respect back and forth. And I think that's exactly what we figured out last yes. year. And what we're exactly talking about right now is like, 
it's the mutual respect between Marie and Kate and Mike versus the envy that we had for Marie type of I wouldn't thing. have called it envy. Yeah. Okay. What would you call it? Actually at all. Because envy to me is they have something I can't have. Okay. Yeah, it was, for, I never have felt that way that about either, Marie. Yes. It was just a pedestal. It was the way that I was languaging in the launch and the way I was feeling within myself was a pedestal scenario, like almost an untouchable type thing, as opposed to standing shoulder to shoulder and be like, listen, I'm in there every day building a business too. I get it. I really respect what you're doing out there. I think it's awesome from a like, I'm your peer perspective. So when we had this realization, it was really amazing to really have a perspective shift and to realize that we needed to shift. And we did a pivot mid-launch. And again, wasn't anything anyone else would have noticed. It was an energetic shift in us. So what we actually did, right? I don't think we did it during mid-launch. We did. I know we talked about it. We did because we did it before our Q&A call. Right. I remember. I remember that, but also I don't think it's fully sunk in really until that now. is true. But yes. we did. The, okay. So, so I remember, yep. I said, we need to do a ritual because sometimes when I have a significant perspective shift like that, I feel the need to do a ritual. And my friend, Sarah Jenks said really beautifully on this myth of balance event that I hosted, which if you're interested to learn more about that, you can go to katenorthup.com forward slash myth, which will also be in the show notes. And during that myth of balance event, Sarah talked about the importance of ritual to sort of remind ourselves that we are spiritual beings having a human experience. So it brings us kind of more into that spiritual realm. But to me, as somebody who's really like, I'm super, super grounded, I'm super, super in my body, doing some kind of physical ritual helps me update my cells and update my perception to a new way of being when I've done something physical that I can have like a muscle memory of actually doing. And so what we did is we put Penelope in the stroller. We walked down to the end of our street where there's a beach. And I said, we're going to actually draw a line Mm -hmm. in the sand. Okay. So that was in the middle of B-School. Yes. Okay. That was going to be my next question. Yeah. So I literally took the toe of my bean boot and I drew a line in the sand. Penelope was sleeping in her stroller. So we locked it and like put it up on the street. And... And we drew a line in the sand and then we held hands and I said something about stepping into our power and stepping into our value and perceiving, you know, something about our self-worth and perception. And then we literally drew that line in the sand. We held hands and then we stepped over the line in the sand, basically saying, this is our turning pro moment. Right. So the other piece of it that's just coming to me is remember how all those things were going wrong in the launch? Yes. We were like sending out the wrong time email zone got and deli- email links were wrong. messed and- up on our end and it like sent the email out twice and we just had another email issue. And- it was really bad. Yeah. We were doing things last minute and it was to me what it was is it was sort of the last vestiges of being amateur. Right. It was like us being in there doing the emails last minute, not having anyone check our work, me typing in time zones, which I'm terrible at. I screw that up all the time. You heard me talk about it in the Moby episode. I screwed up the time zone with him like four times. It was super embarrassing. So (laughs) to me, I don't know how people get 
time zone. Expect, like, if you live in the United just, States, I can't I, tell I, you why I, I find it confusing. I just well, you do. also see a clock backwards and stuff. So yeah, I, yeah. That. When it comes to numbers and time with yeah. me, it's weird. So, so I want to just talk about Turning Pro real quick before we continue. So Turning Pro is a book by Stephen Pressfield. Yes, it's a fantastic book, and in the book, he talks about there's these moments in our life. I talked a little bit about this about drinking and alcohol and partying in my life as well, and I can talk. Well, I'm sure on Project Life with Mike Watts, I will talk a lot about that stuff. But basically, there's moments in our life where we have we have a decision to make. And that decision is either we change what we're currently doing this moment in time, which would be a.k.a. turning pro and moving into a new direction, or we keep doing the same thing that we've been doing. So and getting the same results and getting the same results or and then the next thing we know, 10 years go by and nothing's changed. Right. So when I started my business, you have a decision to either I had a decision to stay at Philip Morris and stay working there or start a business and starting a business. was the scary part. It was the challenging part. And that's turning pro when it's same thing with like stop partying and stop drinking and doing all that stuff in my life. Like I either could keep going down that path, which was super fun and exciting, or I go the other direction and choosing to do the other direction. So that's what we did in the sand with the ritual and actually making this time. I've never actually like, done that like i you know when i did why i just mentioned those other two things i didn't draw a line in the sand or jump over a line like that wasn't something i really knew until i understood what stephen pressfield was talking about his book but now we're physically we do that a lot now like in our life we just make these decisions like what's the next thing to do but yeah this was a physical experience yeah and it's something i'll never forget the moment of like literally drawing a line in the sand and saying okay this is our turning pro moment and from this moment forward I've always had a trouble with taking myself seriously in business or otherwise. Like, you know, Mike asked me a year ago, do you feel like you actually run a business or do you feel like you get paid to journal? And at that time, to be perfectly honest, I was like, I feel like I get paid to journal. Now I feel like a business owner, you know, and this is like six months to a year later. So that journey, it's been huge, that journey of taking myself seriously and taking my value seriously and not just feeling like I'm playing business has been really, it's been a challenge for me. And having that moment of turning pro and deciding this is the moment was super, super powerful for me. The launch from then on out, you know, it went great. Things in our life were still really stressful, but it went great. But then fast forward, what was so cool is to feel the reverberations. Now, I do believe that that ritual, that moment set in motion a whole chain of events that could not have happened had we not had that perspective shift. And that moment of like, I do believe that growth happens over time and it's a gradual process, but we also have these moments that we can look back on and be like, something happened and literally nothing was ever the same again. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those moments for me where we made a decision and said, we are turning pro. And honestly, nothing has ever been the same since. But it didn't take immediate effect. It did not. Right. And because so, even the cart closed like a couple days later mm-hmm. and like five days later, something mm-hmm. after that turning pro moment. And then at the end of it, I remember the cart closed at three o'clock in the afternoon, Eastern time, which is New York time. Cart closed. Like Kate was in the bathroom. And the and cart closed means just for those who are not yep. internet marketers, it means you can't purchase the program anymore. The page gets taken down right. and you now have to get your name on a wait list for it's next a wait year. List, yeah. So basically the cart ends up closing and I remember both of us, we, you know, looked at how many sales we did, et cetera, and how many new people are part of the community. We're really happy about it. And then I said, how do you feel? You know, and you were, I don't know. Your, I felt wrecked. I don't know your exact response. And then same thing with me. We both, we just did a great launch, was organized and felt like shit. Like both of us. We we're like, we can never do this again. 
Yeah. You know, and that was... And there was a part of me that was feeling like, I don't know that we'll promote B-School in the future. Not that I would not believe in the program. It was the way we were approaching it was exhausting. Yes. And the way we felt at the end of it. I mean, I thought all that until... I still had that same feeling about promoting B-School probably until January of this year. And then I had Even to have though, I had to have a smackdown with Mike and be like, "Are you in or are you out?" Because I will do this by myself, but I need you on board. Like if you're in, you have to be in, and I need to know you're on board with me. Yeah. Well, that goes to other stuff as what well. that was happening as well, but yeah. That'll be another episode. Yeah. So, it's uh <laughs> We're not there yet. <laughs> well, there was a turning pro moment there in was like, actually my life. You know, after reading Amanda Steinberg's book, which I talked a little bit about that actually in our episode. So if you didn't catch that, you can go back there. And it really, that was a big turning pro moment for sure. That was affecting our personal life, our business life, like all that other stuff. But that's for another topic. But yeah, cart closed and we're sitting there and we're like, holy smokes, we don't feel good. You know? I think the other thing I'll just share is that part of the reason I felt wrecked is that I got caught up in the competition. Yep. I got caught up in, you know, and by the way, like, of the people who promote B-School, who are partners of Marie, most of them are pretty close friends of ours. So <laughs> it's it's not anything against them. Like, I love these people. They're the people I'm texting and hanging out with and going to their weddings. And like, so I really love these people. And even maybe because I know them so well, I could get caught up in the... Oh my God, she's doing it this way. We should do it this way. She sent this brilliant marketing email. Why aren't we doing it like that? Like it was very much looking at other people the way they were doing it and then deciding that because we were doing it differently, it meant we were doing it wrong. And I think that was the thing that drained me possibly even more than putting Marie on a pedestal was feeling like I'm not doing it like her. That means I'm wrong. Right. Versus I'm not doing it like her. I'm doing it this other way which is a very different energy. And so last year, I just, I don't know what happened there. I think I had just, you know what, to be honest, I had lost my center in a lot of ways. I had lost my center around becoming a new mom, around the baby sleep stuff, about Penelope's skin. And I think I was just grasping well, for no, anything. I, I mean, I think it's been going on for a while, but that was like the tipping point almost. That was that the tipping was, point. That was the point that it's built up. Because I feel there's something that I've realized that when we get competitive with certain things... And I can see this in my life when I become competitive with someone else. It's even this goes to the same thing. Like if we've gotten arguments before, usually I'm upset with myself about something. And now this isn't the case for everything, but I can think of like this great example we're sharing now. We got over competitive about something. And it's also we weren't 100 percent grounded with our own selves during it. No. So you kind of lose, you come off hinges a little bit. Because I was looking to other people right. for like exactly how looking... should it be done versus letting how should it be done come from within. Correct. Exactly. So that is 2016. Right. Right. So now let's bring it back around to 2017 prep for. We wanted to get started for prep in December. We didn't. Didn't happen. A little bit. We sat down and a little, did an yeah, outline. Yeah, we, we planned it out, we but then it just got delayed from a... We launched yeah, a bunch of things in, it was, in January. Yeah. But coming up to it, we were prepared. We had to do a turnaround for the sales page relatively quickly to redo what we had done before, which was a planning mistake. But that also goes back to like the turning pro thing and Mike kind of deciding whether or not we're actually, you know, getting in on this shindig, et cetera. But going into it, like, let's talk about your mindset. I see once the commitment was happening that we started getting into once the launch, let's talk about once the launch videos went live. Well, here's right? what was really cool. First of all, 
I had all of the emails that I had written last year sent to me. And rather than write fresh emails, and this is just like, this is just basic business. If you know you're going to be launching the same thing again, keep all the stuff from the previous launch in an organized fashion so that you can go back and maybe tweak a few things, but so that you don't have to redo the entire thing. I mean, I know that seems so obvious, right? but like huge. I mean, so what was great is I didn't have to go back and rewrite every single email. I could go back and tweak. And for next year, I will have to do so much less editing. Like they're just ready to go. And we realized this year, like we're not as organized as we thought we were. So now we know from an organizational standpoint, we we will be, we're getting it now set in. And then like in the next month, two months, for next year, it'll be much easier to pull like all that old data, pull all the old courses, like all of that emails, all that graphics, et cetera. So we everything really will be done yeah. already. And so, but I will say because of the tapping into my own intuition, you know, keeping my eyes on my own paper and this project that we're launching in May, I feel so excited about it and so basically in my power around this project for our business that I really went into B-School feeling like I'm going to promote it and I'm excited about it, but I don't care that much. Like it's not, and I don't want to say I don't care that much. That sounds maybe not service oriented, but I guess I care deeply. I was unattached. Right. Whereas in previous years, I was much more attached because to be honest, and I've talked about this here on the podcast, I was feeling, I've since my book came out in 2013, I've been feeling a little lost. Like, what is my message? What am I talking about? We, that should be next episode. That's another episode. But now I feel so clear on my message and what I'm talking about that like the results of B-School were kind of like, I hope this goes well. And mm-hmm. if it doesn't, that's totally okay. Because we have all these other things we're working on and it became less significant. And I, it's really hard to talk about in a way. I just it's the difference between being attached to your desires and being detached. And I felt very detached. And as a result, this B-School launch was super relaxing. And I still did like, you know, we still worked. There were some live webinars, there were Q and A's, you know, I definitely did some new copywriting and stuff, but it was so fun. And so energizing. That's that's the word for the whole, like this year was, it was fun. It was really fun. It was, we still did a lot like from a promotional standpoint. It was still very busy. Our graphics were, you know, we were still coming up with some ideas during it. We were better. So we wanted to plan it out a little bit more. And then for both of us to really share. And I think this year, I made a point to a lot for everything that we've been, you know, it's just from me, I think, stepping into my own power myself. Everything's always been Kate Northrup, right? But we've always done this together. Like the last couple of years have always been together, but really it's been join B-School with Kate Northrup, join, and even the reports that come out from Marie are like Kate Northrup. And I said this year, I was like, we need to just, you know, we, it's the, this wasn't, it really went a different angle than when I'm about to explain. I'm about to explain it. It was so simple. No, there was like, I was like crying about it or you something. You weren't crying. No, but, but basically it was not like, I was, it wasn't nice. No, not nice isn't the right it word. It was totally nice. I would say, you know, things it, here's here. I was not accepting of myself and being in my power. And that came off in like a needy type of a way. And I don't want to sound, that sounds ridiculous, but that's true. What do I mean by that? Basically, I was like, really, I just wanted to have Kate Northrup and Mike Watts. like, Which is a simple request. A simple request. Like, our business, join B-School with Kate Northrup and Mike Watts. Like, that's how we're promoting it. 
But then some of the other stuff where a lot of people were doing this to KateNorthrop.com, like your email list, et cetera, your Facebook page, all of that stuff. But also I wanted to just understand like they're going to get both of us. Which is a huge benefit. And so we went into this too. It's like, what is the... Let's just talk about the layout of the program that our bonus that we talked about a little well, bit. Well, yeah, let's do that. And one of the cool things that was a filter throughout the entire B-School experience this year during the launch for both of us was the do less filter because we had done right. the do less experiment in January. And to me, it really changed me at a cellular level to now I literally look at everything and my filter is how could I do less? Because honestly, my entire life, my filter has always been what else can I do? Right. How can I do more? And just literally asking me the question, right? You know, the quality of your life is determined by the quality of your questions. Asking the question, how can we do less here? It was really powerful. So instead of obsessing and rewriting an email 20 times, it was like, is this email that I wrote last year good? Yes. Change a sentence? Great. Do less. As opposed to reinventing the wheel. And for our bonuses, I kept, and this is always my cast to rein me in. He's kind of like also my do less filter. Cause we came up with these five bonuses, which were the ultimate B school success incubator, which is eight live streamed sessions in our private Facebook group. It's the money love course, which is our signature course, my signature course. That was Mike's idea, um, which is a deeper dive into the material from my book for people who want more handholding, more accountability, extra exercises, and want to learn it in a community format as opposed to sitting by themselves with a book. So the money love course, also money love for business owners, which is specific stuff about, you know, how to deal with your money as a business owner in a healthy way. And then also our biggest takeaways from our VIP $15,000 day that we did with our friends, Stu McLaren. So, you know, for our B-schoolers, it was like, you don't have to spend $15,000 to do this. We're going to give you our biggest takeaways and how they can apply to your business. And then our private Facebook group. So Mm -hmm. those were our bonuses. And then of course I kept having new ideas and I was like, but we could do this, but we could do this. And it was like, wait, what would it look like to do less? Right. And that also taps into that feeling of enough. It's like, right. you know what? We are enough. This is enough value to offer. We don't have to then layer on more and more and more and more because we're trying to prove our value. Right. And this goes back into what our bonuses have been in the previous years. So I just want to kind of talk about that because that goes, that's also about us taking ourselves seriously. During B-School previously, we've let B-School do its thing for eight weeks and then we teach for four weeks after the B-School's over. And then we have a live event that's like six months out or two live events that we've done previously, one on the East Coast, one on the West Coast, which we really love the live events because we get to meet the folks. Like it brings community together. But one thing that we notice is that we are still talking about B school, you know, six to eight months after B school is done. And we're like, okay, so that actually it changes the whole flow of our business for us because we were not taking our cell, we weren't turning pro in that moment where because it distracts us from doing other things that we would like to do doing as our well. Own creations. Like it could be our own event that doesn't have anything to do with B school. Like if we want to do something that way. And it's also playing an event for any of these planned events. They're stressful because we also bring in community together, but then there's also food that takes into play. And they're when stressful you, and they're expensive. They're stressful and they're expensive. Like getting a room isn't necessarily so expensive. It's the food because you have people cooking the food. Then you have people bringing the food out. Like, and then there's the upcharge. just adds, right? So that's usually for our events, like the attendees coming here are flying in. They're getting hotels or all that stuff. And then you got to pay for food at this event, except because we were, it was free as a free bonus for, so overall it was, I always found it was stressful for everyone, even though it was so enjoyable in the moment, but just the experience of it became stressful. So we were like, what can we do that delivers value? We wanted to make sure 
that we're not adding more courses on. People have a hard time for what I've noticed, even for myself. We buy a lot of courses and sometimes we don't go through them. Like I've done this. I know other folks that are students of our B-School in general, people that are students of the Money Love course. It's like we buy courses. I can think of three courses right now that I have purchased that I only went through one or two lessons. Right. Or even at all. Just off the top of my head. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just a constant thing, which it happens all the time. So take courses out of it and think of the materialistic things we have sitting around our house. Right. Or the the number of books you've purchased that you haven't read. Correct. Like all that stuff can go into that category. Right. So it doesn't have to be just online courses. So we were like, what can we create that is going to maximally impact the student that goes through B-School and what can we offer that is a That's of the most service to them. To service of them as well. So because we don't want them to be doing courses for the next year and we want them to take action and build their business. Like that's where the value comes from. It's implementing the stuff you're learning in B-School, not the next greatest course. So a lot of our bonuses were around money. It was about helping the students during the B-School program as well. So they get a little bit of our flavor, then they get Marie's flavor, et cetera. So it's like really adding that value because now going back to how this podcast started, we are complimenting Marie's skill during yes. this process. We're completing the circle. We're completing the circle, which is what it's. we took ourselves seriously. I know. And what was so cool from a results perspective is because we haven't grown, you know, we haven't grown our list a ton. Like that was not the focus of the last year. We were in maintenance mode. And sometimes I'm going to be honest, I was in survival mode over the last year Mm -hmm. as a new mom. And so it just like was not a business growth year. As we've talked about a lot, our revenue remains steady. Our business has been steady, which has been shocking with the amount I've like it's called do less just because like I've been working less. So it's like, how is this even possible? We're moving into a growth time now, but like, let's say between B school and B school, it was not a huge growth time. So I expected our results to have about, you know, maybe half as many sales or maybe even a quarter because I kind of thought like our list has heard about B school a lot. We mm-hmm. haven't grown our list, you know, and that's fine. Yep. And so it was cool. Like I just, we had, I had a lower expectation and it was, it was, I was yeah. going to be happy with about half. Yep. And what was amazing is as of right now, like we had more sales like 20 than last year, 12. It was like, it's between 12. I'm not the numbers like yeah. refunds aren't processed yet. All it's stuff. about the same, but it's, it's the same. but it's a little it, bit it's more. more. No, and it's more. It's, it's at definitely least, more. It's at least 10 more Which at this is moment. Remarkable. Yep. Given the fact that we didn't actually grow our list in between, particularly we did between the do less experiment and the create space guide and the myth of balance. Like there were definitely some list builders that have happened, but not enough to account for like that amount of no, we also, sales. there's been this thing about goals, right? And meeting your goals and exceeding your goals episode. and breaking your goals, right? So this is another episode and we've done a lot of work of planning of that. Like we want 2000 people on the webinar or whatever, you know, like, and if we don't, because what happens, what I've noticed is that if we don't hit the goals, at least I'll speak for myself, I don't know about you, but sometimes you beat yourself up about not hitting them. And the reality that we did this year was just like, okay, what would make us like happy? Right. right? I had what a number would, what in would mind. define this as like a successful yep. venture, yep. right? So we put that number on a piece of paper. Like you had one, I had one, et cetera. Mine was lower than yours. And I was just like, okay, I'll be good with that. Like that would mm-hmm. be great to do that because I know our energy we took to it was much different this year than it was previously. So I was like, hmm, you never yep. know. And it actually so there was, was much more calm. It was calm. So in summary, we had a turning pro moment where we realized we were not valuing ourselves enough. 
I noticed that my focus on what other people were doing was causing my own self-value and my own work to diminish. We did a ritual around it. We decided it was a turning pro moment. We drew a line in the sand and we literally stepped over it and said, never again. Mm -hmm. Everything's going to be different from here on out. We were very well prepared. We had, you know, we didn't reinvent the wheel. We used the filter of how could we do less And we really were unattached from, we were detached from the outcome. We had a goal in mind, but we were really detached from the outcome. Why was I able to be detached this year as compared to last year? Because I have spent so much more time and energy focused on my own work than what other people are doing. And so therefore I'm so clear on what I'm doing that I don't care what happens with anything else. That is huge. It's like Like, so amazing. I I, I really don't care what anyone else is doing. Yep. It's just like, it, that's something really profound, you know, it's like to think about, and it's really simple, but it's also really profound to feel that and like be in that zone. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, it, it's true because when we are slowing ourselves down, we're thinking about whatever everybody else, we think about what our mom thinks. We think about what our dad thinks. We think about our best friend thinks, you know, or what someone else is doing. Yep. And then as a result, we made twice as many sales as I had expected to make mm-hmm. in the launch. And at the end of the launch, we felt energized. We felt like it was really fun and we felt like it was super calm. And so that was really what we learned during this process. It was really cool. And I look forward to partnering with Marie next year for B-School so we can even reach this next level of calm and fun and abundance. And that will be applied to a lot of things that we're doing in our life now. So it's not just B-School that this will be applied to, but it's... And it's really kind of what I talked about for myself too, like summary of what I learned during this as well. It's understanding what I need to make like me, myself happy, right? It's the self-awareness of who I am as well as like telling you like just this is B-School with Kate Northrup and Mike Watts, like doing this together. We are doing this fully together and showing up that way because I will show up like I fully showed up because I turned pro as well during this process for myself and yeah, it's, it's, oh man, it's staying out of like the busyness of what everyone else is doing. Totally. Like, it was really profound for us to do that and to do, we did a bunch of live videos during this as well. That was super fun. Was and really fun. those were a lot of fun to like interact with folks that were interested in B-School or just talking in general. So like this, yeah. Awesome. It was great. Thanks for listening. And anything else you want to add? Do you have you guys had a turning pro moment? Yeah, I'm I'd curious. love to hear about your turning pro moment. And you can comment on the post about this podcast, katenorthup.com forward slash podcast. Yep. And head over there, let us know your experience, and we will talk to you next time. Bye. Ever feel like you're constantly doing things but aren't able to carve out the time or energy for the things that really matter to you? Mike and I want to share our top five tools for making a life, not just a living. To learn what they are, go to katenorthrop.com forward slash tools. See you on the next episode.